0: What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. Today, we're going to be talking about Shohei Otani and his record-breaking 10-year, $700 million contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, this shocked a ton of people on Saturday, including myself. It's the largest contract in U.S. professional sports history, and not by a small margin. I mean, he beat the previous record by $250 million. And the two-way Japanese superstar will be paid $207,000 per day, or $143 per minute for the next decade. I mean, that's not bad. If we want to look at the other largest contracts in U.S. sports history, the record that Otani beat was Patrick Mahomes at a 10-year, $450 million extension. And when it comes to baseball, Otani almost cleared Mike Trout, his old teammate, by nearly $300 million. Mike Trout comes in at third at 12 years, $426 million. Mookie Betts is number four, 12 years, $365 million. And Aaron Judge rounds out the top five at nine years, $360 million. So if you're a parent out there, get your kid to the batting cage because those numbers are absolutely ridiculous for baseball. But I didn't want to talk about this on the podcast today because he's making a bunch of money. No, the real reason I wanted to talk about this is because it's also one of the most unique contracts in sports history. And that's because Shohei Otani has agreed to defer $68 million of his $70 million annual salary. Now, for clarity, that means that he will be paid $20 million over the next 10 years and then $680 million from 2034 to 2043. So again, starting in 2024 all the way to 2033, he'll be paid $2 million annually, so $20 million over the next 10 years. And then starting in 2034, at the age of 40 years old, Otani will be paid $68 million annually all the way to 2043 for $680 million and a total of $700 million. Now, deferred payments in professional sports are nothing new. This isn't something that's super, super, super unique in that regard. It's exactly why fans celebrate Bobby Bonilla every year. The retired New York Met is famous for receiving $1.2 million in annual deferred payments. And has become a pretty decent mechanism to circumvent salary cap rules. But Shohei Otani is taking this to an entirely different level. For example, Shohei Otani's $2 million annual salary makes him the 17th highest paid player on the Dodgers next season. That's behind some bench players. And it even puts him behind retired MLB players like Chris Davis, who earn over $9 million next year. Ken Griffey Jr., who will earn over $3.5 million in deferred salary next year, and Manny Ramirez, who's going to earn just over $2 million in deferred salary next year, too. And when you add in the fact that Shohei Otani isn't making the Dodgers pay him any interest, I mean, Bobby Benila even earns 8% interest from the Mets every year, this deal gets even crazier. Now, most players don't like deferred payments because time value of money states that money received today is more valuable than money in the future. This is due to a variety of factors, but the most important ones are things like inflation, the ability to invest and grow that capital today, and even things like counterparty risk. I mean, I don't think anyone is expecting the Dodgers to go out of business in the next 20 years, but counterparty risk, the ability for that person to pay you in the future is a real thing. However, while players don't like deferred payments, deferred payments are massively beneficial to the team and they love them because it lets them circumvent salary tax payments by lowering the salary threshold for a specific player. Now, this is usually done on a small scale, a couple million dollars there, a couple million dollars here. But since Major League Baseball CBA specifically states, and I'm quoting here, there shall be no limitations on either the amount of deferred compensation or the percentage of total compensation attributable to deferred compensation. This is 100% legal what the Dodgers is doing. So by accepting just a $2 million salary from the Dodgers, Otani is theoretically opening the door for the team to add a few other championship caliber players. That's probably why you've seen people online saying that he's a team player and he just wants to win. Now, Otani is able to do this because of one specific reason. He makes drastically more than any other Major League Baseball player when it comes to annual endorsement income. Forbes said he made $40 million last year from endorsements, compared to someone like Bryce Harper or Aaron Judge, who maybe makes $5 million or $6 million annually. That number for Otani should also increase this year with the Dodgers, with many people saying he could make over $50 million in endorsement income. But still, I think there are probably several other factors at play here. First off, one of the things I'm shocked no one else is really talking about is whether Otani was ever actually worth $700 million. There's rumors that he offered deferred payments to many other teams, which obviously reduces the true value of this deal from $700 million to probably somewhere around $460 million, according to Major League Baseball. Now, don't get me wrong. Shohei Otani is a great player. He's a unicorn, MVP-level candidate as both a pitcher and a hitter. But many MLB executives pegged his value around $500 million, and that was before his elbow surgery this offseason. Ohtani also had Tommy John surgery in 2018, and it's unknown how much longer he's going to be able to pitch at this level. And the previous MLB contract record was Mike Trout's. It was significantly lower at 12 years, $426 million. So not only is that more years, and it lowers the average annual value of his contract, but the fact that Ohtani was almost $300 million higher than the previous record is a little bit surprising, and the fact that the preferred payments are so much heavier, and it brings the true value of the deal down to $460 million, makes much more sense in my mind. Secondly, Otani is set to receive his deferred payments over a 10-year period. Maybe this is just a coincidence, but tax law specifically stipulates that if you take your deferred compensation payments over a 10-year period or more, those payments will be taxed in the state where you reside then, rather than in the state where you earn the compensation. This is important because it could possibly reduce your state income taxes if you were to move. So while Major League Baseball is reportedly assigning a $460 million value to the deal, that would still be the biggest contract in U.S. professional sports history. By a slim margin, there is a chance that Otani could avoid a hefty tax bill by moving. For context, Bobby Benilla avoided New York state income taxes by moving to Florida, and given California's 13.3% state income tax rate, Otani would save about $90 million on the deferred payments by moving to a state with no income taxes after retirement. Now, look, no one knows what will happen, but structuring the deferred salary to pay out over 10 years feels like an intentional move by his representatives. A contract whose true value is around $460 million is also much better for the Dodgers because they will almost certainly make the money back over the next decade. The Dodgers have probably already begun negotiating multi-year sponsorship deals with Japanese brands. I mean, I remember the New York Yankees made millions from Japanese sponsors with Hideki Matsui on the team. And Otani is at an entirely different level. And the Angels say Otani directly contributed $10 million to $20 million in annual revenue. And with the Dodgers being a much bigger market, they should be able to make even more. The Dodgers will also increase prices across the board. I mean, we're talking about tickets, luxury suites, concessions, parking, and merchandise. And the secondary market for tickets is already up big. For example, on opening day, you used to be able to get into the Dodgers game for $474, but after the signing, they're now at $811 to get in for an average ticket. That's a 74% increase. All home games, the prices have gone up too on an aggregate level. The average ticket price used to be $327, and now it's $482 a 47% increase. But more importantly, Major League Baseball franchises typically receive a six-times revenue multiple. That means every additional dollar that the Dodgers make over the next decade will impact the team's valuation, which has already increased 200% over the last decade, from $1.6 billion in 2013 to $4.8 billion in 2023. So my guess is that this deal represents a combination of a few different things. The Dodgers will benefit by making a ton of money and potentially winning championships by acquiring one of the world's best baseball players. Shohei Ohtani will benefit by making $700 million over 20 years, potentially winning championships, and growing his global brand in the massive LA media market. And baseball fans all over will benefit by seeing much more of Shohei Ohtani on TV in Los Angeles, even though I imagine many will complain about the Dodgers circumventing luxury tax rules. There's a growing disconnect between the haves and have-nots in baseball. That's no secret. Small market teams count on big market teams to make them money, and the lack of a salary floor, or cap for that instance, makes the gap between the good and bad teams all that much worse. This makes small teams more regional, and it's one of the main reasons why last year's World Series was the least viewed World Series on record. Hopefully, Major League Baseball finds a way to fix it in the future. But one thing's for certain, Shohei Ohtani's representatives deserve a raise. It's not often you can sign the most lucrative contract in sports history and still get called a team player. That's it for today, though. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share with your friends and subscribe to the channel. Hope everyone has a great day, and we'll talk later this week.